Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Week 6 Injury Update. DraftKings plays DraftKings ownership, maybe some updated spreads, and an adjustment to the overall weekly rankings. If you are looking for said rankings, the updated version, hit the description or comment section of this video or podcast, and boom, you can find it there, just like you can find the link to the Week 6 Pat Mayo Experience Listener's League DraftKings Contest, $15 to enter, Three max entry, 3,500 spots, no rake. All the money that is in the prize pool is going back to everyone who plays. People aren't signing up for this for whatever reason, despite it being the best tournament on DraftKings. Not reserving your spot early enough. We're filling it just too late in order to make it bigger. I want to make this bigger. We can get back up to 60K guaranteed. We can get to $75,000 guaranteed if you just go hit reserve on it earlier in the week. It's not that difficult to figure out. Let's do that. DraftKings is giving us a no-rake opportunity. Let's take advantage of that. And I'm in it too. So, I mean, like, I'm awful. So, it's it's better than rake-free. It's rake-free plus three dead lineups. If you want to get to a draw for 20 DK bucks, three ways to do so this week. One, smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me which running back in the $4,000 range, if you only had to play one, which one would it be? Because there is a bunch this week that you could probably end up going to, especially now with some of this injury news. Way number two, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Download all the episodes that are up there whenever they come out. You don't need to listen to them. Just download them. That works out good for me. But also, rate five stars. Leave your DraftKings handle in that review and say something nice about the show. That's way number two. Way number three, Instagram. Follow me at the PME. Like one of the photos that goes up there about football or sports-related content. Just shimmy your DraftKings handle into the comment section. Boom. You'll be in the draw for 20 DK bucks. I'll be live 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on the DraftKings YouTube channel on Sunday morning, taking your questions, breaking down all of the latest news. That's while the other game is going. Good background noise, so you don't have to listen to the shitty commentary. Boom, it works out for everyone. And then I'll be live again on Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the DraftKings YouTube channel, where I'll announce the winners of those draws for 20 DK bucks. I think I got it, Chris Meany. It's a lot to unravel. There's a lot of injuries this week. Oh, my God. And by the way, that is the best contest in the game. I do it every single week. Reserve, reserve, reserve. I'm in. I'm locked and loaded. Sunday morning, boom. I thought I was doing okay last week. Of course, everybody has CMC, but I had Fuller. I had Thielen on a roster. I'm like, yeah. No Jones? Not so much. No No Jones at all. Yeah, and I know you had some Jones. Uh, in another contest you and I were in. Yeah, no Jones, and that was that was killer. I mean, what a scoring performance. Like, what a week. Yeah, I, it feels like this week, dude, like, you had to have over 300 yeah. to win a giant GPP on DraftKings last week. <laughs> I feel like this week it's going to be like 91. Yeah. I mean, that Will Fuller performance was like top seven, I think, of all time. Like for for fantasy performances, it was crazy. And he, and he got any what was he knocked down at the one at a couple the one, times? Yeah, he could have had two more touchdowns. I mean, we said it, it was eventually going to come, but I didn't think it would be like that. Well, we've seen this a bunch of times already this year where they clear like, well, this guy is going to regress positively at some point. Yeah. Um, so just keep playing him until he does. It happened with Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Forget who the running back was that it happened to. And like all these air yards guys, Will Fuller was that guy for a few weeks. But it all just comes at once. Like yeah. normally it regresses over like a four-week span. Like, oh, he catches a touchdown here. He has the 70-yard catch here. But nope, it's just yeah. the one week. 
two touchdowns, 200 yards, 14 catches, just all comes at once. Yeah, we've seen that with a few guys, like you said. I mean, even, um, what, Sammy Watkins week one yeah. hasn't done absolutely anything since that game, and now, now, he's, not now he's not playing anymore, and Tyree kills back, so you wonder, like, Sammy Watkins' owner's probably like, Might be back. Damn. He might be back this he week. might be back, yeah. Trending I, towards play. Yeah, I saw him tweet how he, he couldn't wait, so feel like he's fired up all right so let's go over some of these guys let's start at running back uh, as it pertains to the injuries these are the guys that i have is likely in christian mccaffrey he's had this back problem he's practicing in full over in london he should be good to go david johnson returned to practice on friday he's a game time decision mm -hmm. he should be good to go as well tony pollard looks like he's gonna play no one really cares jamal mm -hmm. williams is back which could hurt aaron jones a little bit yeah not so much that i, I bench jones but no. just like He's not a top five guy this week. Yeah, you can't trust Lafleur. I mean, we can't give him too much credit for the Jones thing. He's his hand was forced. He had to play Aaron Jones, <laughs> right? I mean, if if Jamal Williams was in that game, you wonder if Jones would have got so much play. So let's get to one of the bigger ones shaping up right now. Before we get to the guys who are doubtful and out, likely in. I still have Elvin Kamara listed as in right now. He did not practice Thursday. He did not practice Friday. I think they, I would give him the benefit of the doubt as he's one of these guys that could not practice on a Friday and actually end up playing. However, if he doesn't play, what do you do with Latavius Murray? Man, I know. Uh, I like Latavius Murray. Do you, I, I would like him a lot more if Drew Brees That's was That's what I was going to say. Like, if Drew Brees is the quarterback, you, you know, you, you feel good about him a little bit more. But, you know, I think... I think at his price point, you probably just you roll him out there, don't you? Well, here's the well. We'll get we'll have an overarching discussion here once we finish the injuries about all the guys that you can play who are cheap. Yeah. Like, are you just going to put three cheap running backs into your lineup? Probably not. No. And Murray is thirty seven hundred dollars on DraftKings this week. I'm more concerned about this as it pertains to Murray from like a season along perspective. Yeah. So if Kamara plays, you play Kamara. I think that's pretty easy. Yeah. Even if he is banged up, you just play him. what else are you going to do? Exactly, you play him. So with Murray, like, would you play Philip Lindsay or Latavius Murray? I'd play Philip Lindsay. Would you? Yeah, I would. Like, um, would you play Melvin Gordon or Latavius Murray? I'd play Melvin Gordon. I think he's due for a few more snaps. I, I would I'd go for that upside in Melvin Gordon. And for Philip Lindsay, I mean, he's been pretty good. You know what Denver wants to do. They want to run the football. He's been involved through the air. So I, I would go that way. Um, keep, keep going, though, because he is an intriguing intriguing name. Adrian Peterson. So, so there I may go Latavius. Like, what are we really expecting from Adrian Peterson? Like, Brian Callahan carries. is there. He <laughs> wants to have AP as the featured back. He wants to give him a bunch of touches. But really, like, what's the upside? He's playing Miami. They're actually... I. I think there's a second worst I against the run. I can't believe I'm saying this. I do think that there is upside as a three-point favorite in a game where they can continue to run. Like, What do you figure? 20 carries, maybe he gets 85 yards, yards and, and he falls into the end zone? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, you have to hope he falls into the end zone twice. Sure. But, but what are we really expecting from Murray? He hasn't looked yeah, good so he far He hasn't looked good at all. In Jacksonville, yeah. you can run on them, and there's not going to be Jalen Ramsey in this game either. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that. I think that's – I would play him – would I play him over? I'd play him over Devonta Freeman for I would sure. play him over Freeman too, absolutely. Like so Freeman just hasn't really shown us anything all year. He gets like a greasy touchdown when the Falcons yeah. are down by 80 points. Yeah, he's yeah, been congrats. better in the air than on the ground, and even Ito Smith is getting some catches. I lately. think that Ito Smith is just a better running back, and we're going to get to a point in the season yeah. where Ito Smith is just starting for the Falcons. Sure. I mean, we we may you may come here Monday morning and see Dan Quinn fired and if they, just, if they lose if yeah. they lose in arizona i picked atlanta again this week because i'm a sucker <laughs> i'm a sucker too i have them as well i mean there's no excuses for them to lose to arizona like offensively they're strong it's just defensively they just can't tackle anybody but there's no excuse to, to lose that game but i would play them over freeman yeah so that's the range like running back 
25, 26. Like, that's where I'd slot in Murray. And I guess, do they... Here's actually the bigger question. Because when when Ingram was out last year and Kamara was just playing, he played like 98% of the snaps. Mm -hmm. Then it went into a split. And we haven't really seen what happens if Kamara's not there. Right. Like, does that mean Murray's going to touch the ball 85% of the time? Because... I would assume so, yeah. Dwayne Washington's still there. We've seen him come in. Like, do they just kind of Murray upgrades to the Kamara being on? Like, maybe they don't like his pass catching ability. Maybe Dwayne Washington is someone they prefer more in the passing game, although he's not proven himself to be a very good receiver. Maybe that's how they want to use him. If we're looking for a 50 50 split, I think you have to factor that into the ranking a little bit just because we don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, and all of the. Almost every single target apart from Kamara has gone to Michael Thomas. Like Teddy Bridgewater is not throwing the ball really to anybody else. So you wonder if, if there is no Alvin Kamara, like how many dump offs is Latavius going to get? Is he going to be that three down back? And I think he would be. I think that they trust him enough to in that role. He's a decent pass blocker. He's been in this situation before, right? In Minnesota, when Dalvin Cook wasn't around, he had a few catches here and there. He just wasn't always taken off the field. I mean, Derek McKinnon came in a couple times, but most of the time it really was. Latavius, so yeah, with Drew, if, if it was Drew Brees, I think we're talking about him being like a top, top 10, 10 back. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. But that's not the conversation. It's, yeah, it's not. So, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has been pretty good. He's been very accurate, consistent, hasn't really had to take a lot of shots downfield. I, I could see a few dump-offs. I, I, I would assume at least 15 touches, at least 15 touches for him. Okay. So here's the problem, though, of playing Latavius Murray at 30s. $700 because we have Peterson who we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Hyde is super cheap. Hyde's right in that range. And I would prefer Hyde over Murray just objectively anyway. Me too. Now, the guys that are likely out mm-hmm. for Sunday at running back, uh, Darren Sproles appears like he's not going to play. Corey yep. Clement is officially out. Yep. Uh, we also have, who else here? Jalen Samuels is out. Corey Clement's actually on IR. Yeah, he's, so he's finished. We can talk about the Eags here in a second. Todd Gurley, doubtful to play. Yeah. Yikes. I moved Malcolm Brown up to 13, 14 in the rankings. That puts him a spot behind Carrion Johnson against the Packers and a spot ahead of where fantasy pros rank Mark Ingram, but I don't rank Mark Ingram. But so for me, one <laughs> yeah. spot ahead of Austin Eckler. Yeah. In the Sunday night game against the Steelers. I do you think this turns into a split with Daryl Henderson? I don't. I don't know if it, I don't think it turns into a split because this guy hasn't even really touched the field at all. Like, and I'm sure he's going to start. But you know, I was interested in him heading into the year. McVeigh gets his guy. Obviously, there's some girly concerns, but he didn't look good at all in the preseason. Like he's a girly man. Yeah, that was the concerns about him. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of concerns about him. I think that's one of them for sure. But he just hasn't touched the field, and he's had like, it's not like girly has been efficient. Right. And it just especially early on in the year, it was brown. So I think it'll be probably 70, confidence. 30. I was going to say 75, 70, 30, 75 percent. Who would you project to have more touches, Malcolm Brown or Latavius Murray? I think Latavius Murray. I, th- I think Brown would get more. I think they're just going to continue to throw the ball a lot, a ton. Maybe. I still haven't seen word on Brandon Cooks, whether he passed protocol or not. He's been practicing, so I assume he's going to play. Yeah. But I I didn't see any official word that he passed concussion protocol. I I think he'll play, but you just look at the last couple weeks. I mean, Goff has thrown the ball over 100 times. I know that one game against Tampa Bay, the defense was was awful, and he had to. I think it was like 60-something pass attempts, but almost 50 last week. Again, like this is a team that's just not having a lot of success running the football, and they're a play-action team. They're just not getting any of that, and I just don't think they're going to get that with Malcolm Brown. Like Brown doesn't seem like a guy that's going to catch five or six balls in that offense. Yeah, but I... 
if he's on the field, he could backdoor his way into a few. And, and, the, and, and it's the Rams offense. I mean, they've lost two straight against the Niners. You figure that they'll score some points this week and he falls in the end zone. I think Latavius probably has more touches, but the, there's more value in, in the Brown touches. touches than, and I that's agree. why, you know, I agree with your ranking. He should be higher. Okay. So I think I'd play carry on over him, though. I would. Yeah, I, I would. Slightly. I have carry on. Okay. You just well. like, yeah. I have ahead of Eckler just because. Yeah. They're now talking. We need. It worked so well last week. We need to give Melvin Gordon more touches. Like the only efficient guy on your offense is Austin Eckler. It's like, let's take him off the field. He's no good. He may just be better. I think he is better. Yeah, he may just be better than Melvin Gordon. And it's not saying anything negatively to Megan, Melvin Gordon. It's just Austin Eckler's been really good this season. And if Eckler's going to be like, I have Eckler ranked above Melvin Gordon. Like, I don't really care about Melvin Gordon getting more snaps. Like yeah. that offensive line now, not only down Okun, down Pouncey as yeah. well. Like, where are they running? Nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you saw. And a lot of it was garbage time. But Eckler with what 15 catches last week, 14, 15 catches. Yeah, and he had five. He had seven in the first half. But yeah. they were playing garbage time exactly. basically from. The first quarter. Yeah, I expect Keenan Allen to be a little bit more involved this week, but you'd hope so. Eckler is still gonna. Yeah, there was a game last year against the Steelers. I'm sure the Steelers are looking at the tape, but you remember, like, yeah, they covered like, him with a linebacker. Yeah, it's like 17 targets, like 15 catches. Well, it's funny because Hunter Henry is trending towards playing this week. I yeah. don't know how he's playing with yeah. the injury that he had, which yeah. puts Just, everyone else on IR and they're out for a year. He's back. He's <laughs> were they like, hey, hey, Hunter, come here. Here's some steroids for your legs. You're good. Maybe. I mean, a fractured kneecap just a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know if I would trust him. They said he's going to play on a limited basis, but yeah. just to have him back out on the field, it's like, whoa, yeah. that's yeah, crazy. Maybe some red zone work again, which is not good for Melvin Gordon. I think Mike Williams scores a touchdown this week. It's possible. He's he's that guy. Like when you look at the who is. Who should regress based on the opportunity that they've had? Yeah. He's that guy this he's, week. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a big red zone target for Phillip Rivers, so that's a pretty good call. Uh, so the other – let's go to receiver then. So receivers, we got likely in. Brandon Cooks, Hollywood Brown's a true game-time decision. Yeah. I have him listed as in right now, but that could definitely go either way. He's just been dealing with this all year. It's an early game, so you're going to know, so I might as well just leave him in, I guess. Yeah. Would you prefer Boykin or Sneed? I think Snead. Boykin's 3500 on DraftKings. Snead's like 55 Yeah, and that's pretty expensive for It is. Snead. It's too expensive wow. for Snead. Wow, yeah. But Boykin becomes like a... Sure, from a tournament standpoint, DFS, DraftKings, this is what we're here. We're talking DraftKings. Yeah, Boykin. But from a season-long... Neither? I think it's... I think it's if, yeah, neither. But if there's no Brown, I think you place... I think you could play Snead. It's possible. I mean, the, the Bengals are brutal. They're awful. I have Demir Bird is in, Tyreek Hill is in, Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant is in, Danny Amendola practiced on a limited basis on Friday. He looks like he's going to be in. Christian Kirk's a game-time decision as yeah. well. Looks like he could play. Let's, let's scale back to him here in a second. Marquez yeah. Valdez-Scantling in the Monday Nighter mm-hmm. is, like, iffy. Yeah. He'll probably play, but it's not great news. It's, I wouldn't – listen, I bumped him way down in the rankings because – you're not going to have the opportunity to adjust. He's the last guy to play. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that's and Randall Cobb has the back issue against uh, the Jets this week. But Kirk, it's, again, a later set of games. Mm-hmm. Do you hold out, like, do you just have one of the other, maybe you have a better option or yeah. have an equivalent option that you don't feel badly going to yeah. after the first set of games is over? Or do you just pick up one of these 
random Demir Birds or Keyshawn Johnson I, I or Trent Sherfield. And then if Kirk plays, just roll him out. Yeah, I think you have Keyshawn ready to go. I think I think that's fair. I mean, he's getting a lot of targets. Just not doing a ton of with them, but no one is. No, that's the thing. Like nobody is. I mean, Kyler's starting to use his legs a little bit. He had 90 rushing yards in the ground, but everything that I've seen about Kirk, he got the practice in Thursday, got the practice in today. Looks like he's trending up. So that's positive. But yeah, if you're a Kirk owner, I think you you definitely need to have somebody on standby. And I think Keyshawn is or Kara, I think that he's a decent plug and play. I mean, it's it's could be a high total. The Falcons can't tackle anybody. They still are going at a high pace. There's just really nobody else in this offense to throw the ball to. I think even if DJ plays, Chase Edmonds is I think he's earned himself just a few more touches. Yeah, but again, we enter the problem is if we have Malcolm Brown at forty three hundred bucks, we have Latavius Murray at thirty seven, yeah. Peterson and Hyde and mm-hmm. Drake and all these guys. Yeah, why would you play a backup running back? No, you wouldn't. But I just mean like in general, like he in, could, se- in like seasonal? yeah, in seasonal. Like I'm not saying to even play him. I'm just saying he could catch a few more balls because I've noticed over the past couple of weeks he's getting down and he's getting on the field in third down rolls. It's not like the DJ of old, which has, you know, back in the day, he was on the field for every single Yeah, no, you're right about that. Like, I went and picked up Chase Edmonds in a bunch of spots. Yeah. Solely, if, hey, if DJ's not playing, I'm definitely going to play Chase Edmonds. You're definitely going to play him. But it appears like we're not going to know that. And that David Johnson is going to play. Christian Kirk's 5,200 bucks on DraftKings. No one's really going to use him because we're not going to know. Yeah. This is where I think taking advantage of a late swap comes in. If Kirk is ready to go, he becomes a primo late swap target. If people don't know really kind of the strategy behind the late swaps right now, like if you're way behind and you're not doing well in your contests, just rolling up the guys that you have who everyone else owns isn't going to do anything. anything. If you're already losing and you're probably going to win $0 this week, he's a... Special type of guy because he has that huge upside, mm-hmm. and no one's going to use him. Like he's the perfect guy to late swap onto. So I'd pay attention to that at like three o'clock. Yeah, like when the actives and inactives come out, he might be a total flame out. I'm not saying that Christian Kirk plays; he's definitely going to have a good game. Right, but it's a fantastic spot for it's one a, thing. It's an amazing spot. It's an amazing spot. You got the Q next to his name, so yeah, you pay attention. People automatically just kind of skim through those guys. I feel like the, with the questionable tag. And he's the air yards are there with him. He's the deep threat guy. Like Larry Fitzgerald is that safe cash game guy. And Kirk is that tournament winning. He has the tournament winning upside. So, yeah, absolutely. If, like, if he plays in this match, I think this could be a sneaky game. And maybe it's not sneaky. Maybe everybody else is I think on everyone's kind of Cardinals, on. too. But, but, but people should be because both defenses are very, very bad. And it's going to be a high-paced game. Both quarterbacks rank in the top five in passing attempts. Matt Ryan, number one. Kyler's right there as well. So, yeah, I mean, so the guys that are likely out at receiver, Sammy Watkins, likely not going to play. Same as Devontae Adams. Good news for our team. Our, yeah, our thanks top for coming out. Our top two. We, ha- we have to lose this week. <laughs> yeah, we have to. I- I'm also like in a rough spot like that in another league too with just some injuries and buys. Like it's just, it is what it is. There's like, nothing to do. The league's so competitive that there's there's nobody that we want to drop to hurt ourselves moving forward. And and who are we picking up? Like we're not we're not even available to pick up like Brown and Edmonds. Like these guys are already Oh, owns. gone, yeah. 14-person league, four-person bench. Like our bench consists now of... Evan Ingram, Sammy Watkins, Devontae Adams, and like someone else we need who's on. Yeah, line. it's a running back, it's David a, Montgomery. Don't we have Ty Hilton? Isn't he? Oh yeah, Ty Hilton. Yeah. So it's like, but we, we also have three other hurt guys. Like we, yeah, we're, 
what can we're you throwing do? in the towel on the week. Yeah, it is what it is. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, maybe Kirk Cousins will throw seven touchdowns or something. And who we had to pick up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we had Josh Allen, yeah. whose schedule, by the way, gets really, really nice. Oh, yeah. yeah like, and he's already been good. Yeah, and he already has been good. I think he's got Miami twice in the next few games, the Eagles, the Jets, yeah. It's just, I, I never want to, I, I don't think I've ever actually been forced into a week where it's just like, we're giving up. Yeah. Like, we, we have to roster guys that are either hurt or yeah. on bye week, because if we make the moves, like our team's fucked for the rest of the year. Exactly. Like there's, I like our team. I do too. Just not this week. No, there's, and there's no point in doing that. And I, I had a question last week and, you know, somebody wanted to make some adjustments. I think it was like trading Julio for two average backs this week. It's like, no, don't do it. Take the L, you know, you're sitting here in, yeah. a, in a pretty good spot. Like if we were zero and five, it would be one thing, but I think we're three and two. Like yeah, so we're, we're in the mix we're and there. Our team is good enough. I feel like our team is good enough to win us games down the line. Exactly. Yeah. Because if it's not, we weren't making the playoffs anyway by dropping all of our good no, players yeah, there's just no for point. a shot this week. Because we're already under. There's probably a few people like that, especially this week, right? With the four teams on by and all these major injuries. Well, very, very few. I think that very few people play in a league that has so few bench spots. Yeah, that's the one problem with that yeah. league. There's just no bench spots. It's tough to drop anyone. We hadn't made any moves in the first few weeks of the season. No, because we, we, we dropped Drake at one point because we needed someone to fill in. Yeah. I think but we picked up it. Hardman. Yeah, I think maybe we have Westbrook on that team. I don't know. We do have, we have, we drafted Westbrook. Though. Yeah, but we've just been like holding on even through like, he's been decent lately, but there's a couple of bad games where maybe we could have moved on from him, but there's yeah. just nothing out there. Yeah, there, there, with so many <laughs> teams, it's so on. barren. I actually like him this week. So do I. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kenny Stills is a game time decision. He may or may not play, but that's an interesting piece of that game. If he goes, I don't think I would play him, but no, it's interesting. I think it's good news for QT. If he doesn't play, but Duke Johnson was playing a lot of those he snaps too. Of those that snaps. like I, I worry that the upside is capped for him. Alex Erickson out. Philip Dorsett obviously didn't play last night. Rashard Higgins with his knee issue, and Deshaun Jackson has actually been downgraded to officially out. Yeah, with his groin. Uh, let's scale back and talk about the Chiefs for a second. So no Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably like sixty forty. Tyreek Hill ends up playing. Yeah, but it does appear like. Demarcus Robinson's going to have his role in this offense anyway. Mm-hmm. Pringle is going to be the one stepping in for Watkins, and Hardman is kind of the Tyreek Hill replacement. Now, that may not come to fruition yeah. as it all pans out. Maybe Hardman takes over the Sammy Watkins role, but he seems perfectly designed to be the guy to sub in yeah. for Tyreek Hill. Byron Pringle is $3,500 on DraftKings. There's no Sammy Watkins. Yeah. This game's projected to score 55 points. Yeah. He's going to be what? 30%? He should be 30% owned. He should be. Yeah, you got to get a piece of this offense. It's the same reason I think you like Carlos Hyde a little bit, right? Get a piece of this offense or this game in general. It's game stack it if you can. And and what I noticed in last week with the snaps, I mean, you're right. Robinson's role seems locked in. He's he basically playing all of the snaps. And last week, Pringle was playing more than Hardman. So Hardman's taking that step back. And now with Tyreek Hill coming back, I mean, Hardman is just like, what are you really expecting from him? He's probably just a couple little gadget plays. That a couple has, deep shots yeah a couple deep shots and sure fine i mean if you if you want to go that way and this guy's playing 25 percent of the snaps and take a shot on him i'd rather seeing what i saw last week from pringle i mean he just kind of came out of nowhere but andy Reid just he's a great play caller he's a great play designer so I, I i i would actually play robinson i think he's a sneaky play kelsey i love i think all the attention is going to go to kelsey and, and and hill i think robinson 
maybe less attention on him this week. And it would, there'll be less attention on Pringle as well. But yeah. like, if you had to start one in your season long league, would it be Robinson or would it be Pringle? I would be Robinson. I th- I'm really torn on that. Yeah. Like, it, I know in, it is. On DraftKings, it's definitely it's Pringle on, because yeah, of the price. 100%. But getting Demarcus Robinson into those game stacks, if you're doing it, he mm-hmm. is the low-owned piece. Like, yes. And weirdly, Kelsey is the low-owned piece. Yeah. And there's a huge drop-off between him and the next price guy on for in terms of tight ends. Oh, yeah. When we get to the DraftKings ownership a little bit later on, like, You'll see who the guy, who everyone's owning this week. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's three guys. Yeah. And because there's just nothing at the tight end position to spend down on, I feel like, this Sprinkle. week. Sprinkle. Yeah. I tried that last week. It's work okay. Out. We got, we're in a better spot this we week. We are in a better spot this week. Absolutely. What is he? $2,500? 2600 Yeah, you got bumped up. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Um, speaking of bumped up, Will Fuller, did he ever get bumped up? He went for like 45 to 6. I'm curious if anyone's going to own him now. Yeah, I know. I, I think he's almost like the contrarian now because everyone's like, no, I gotta, I'm got i not going to play him. He's not going to do that again. But he might. Yeah, It's a perfect spot for him to do that. Him. I guess the issue would be that so many people are game stacking that game in particular that they're just going to be grabbing pieces. Of, yeah. And Will Fuller will be one of those yeah, pieces. He'll be it's honest. even like someone like Darren Fells. Yeah. Like people will use him because he's it, cheap. I and, mean, if you score a touchdown, you're finishing as a top five tight end. Yeah. Right? He's done that a couple times. He had one game with two catches, two touchdowns. It's weird. It's super weird. Watch All of a sudden, they have like at- seven tight ends It'll now. be an Atkins week. <laughs> he scored a touchdown one game, too. I think they both found the end zone in the same game. Uh, tight ends. Write that down. Tight ends this week that are likely, no one's like, are likely in. Vance McDonald. Hawkinson looks like he's going to play. Yeah, like I does. said, Hunter Henry looks like he's going to play. I don't have any interest in playing either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. The only big one is uh, George Kittle popped up with a groin injury on Friday. He's likely to play, but... Something to monitor. Yeah. I like the Rams in that game. Me too. It's hard to imagine them losing three straight games. I have a lot of respect for what San Fran has been doing lately. I didn't fully believe. I'll be honest, I didn't. But Kyle Jusic, that guy is gone. And I think that's a big blow to their what they want to do. Well, here's the – I mean, look, because so much is predicated on their running game. So mm-hmm. I think you can think about this uh, two separate ways. One, they've rarely been down in any game this year, and the Rams do have an offense that if they were to jump out 10 nothing, something like that, the Niners just want to run the ball. They're very good at running the ball, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how they control the pace of this game. They're yeah. is averaging like eight yards a carry. I know, so wild. if you throw Jimmy G into a situation, hence why I like the Rams' defense a little bit, mm-hmm. that Jimmy G under pressure, I don't know how good he's going to be. Right, and he's had a lot of picks. He's thrown, the, he's thrown a, a few picks, even dating back to last year before he got hurt, he was throwing some picks we we just haven't seen him throw the ball a ton yet so you're right and i mean i'm sure and after kittle like who's he he hasn't even been thrown to anybody no. right like he, oh he throws a dot Pettis Pettis. has like one or two targets yeah, yeah, but a game. Pettis just drops the ball Pettis every drops time. the ball i mean yeah and that's slant he should have had a touchdown good one gets like three targets a game like yeah, there's no one else you really Debo. want to play but they're also down their left tackle joe staley's out uh, yeah. mike mcglinty is now out the right tackle like their yeah. offensive line is beat up it is and beat up. you lose you're Yeah. And then the blocking is a bit more difficult, too. And he's been so impressive. Like, he created so many holes against the Browns last week. So he's, according to Booger McFarlane, he's the MVP of the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, Booger. Uh, that guy's funny. Um, yeah, he's just he's just creating so many holes, and for for guys like Tevin Coleman and and Brita, to to your point with the yards per carry. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I like both defenses actually in that game. I have, I have a lot of respect for the Niners. They're dialing up some pressure. I mean, week one we laughed. It's like yeah, they had more picks in in week one than they did all of last season. But they have some guys, man. I mean, Bosa looks really really strong, and I think they're double digit sacks. They're top five in every other category, and they've had a bye week. And and if they and if they don't run the ball well. And I don't think they will with Brown. I don't think that they will. 
and Goff's going to throw the ball a ton. So I think you can dial up both defenses. I, I think that people are sort of on the 49ers yeah, defense. But they're I, super cheap on DK. They are. It just feels like no one's on the Rams defense. Yeah. Uh, because Gar- of just how bad they've been in general. Yeah. But it, down like down two offensive linemen and a yeah. fullback who does a lot of pass blocking for you as well. Yeah. Aaron Donald still plays on that other defense. Absolutely. He can wreak some yeah, havoc. And for he, sure. And if Jimmy G has to pass 35, 40 times, then it could be And pick, I think he will. I think he will have Then it to. could be pick city. That's just like a it's more expensive than some of the defenses that a lot of people are targeting on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one, it, it was like last week we were in, we finished oh. recording here on Sunday morning. Uh, Paul, Gary, and I are driving up to where we watch the games. Yeah. I, lo- I look at Gary. I'm just like, why did any of us play the Eagles defense? <laughs> like it makes way too much sense. And then it just like immediately pick six. Like, yeah. Oh God. I know. Here we go. And as an Eagles guy, I had no exposure to them either. I grabbed them in a couple season-long formats in a pinch, and I didn't even think about them. Neither did DFS. I. Like, I don't even know why. It was a big mess up. It really was because, I mean, it was sitting there right for us. I mean, Luke Falk had, hadn't even ran any reps with the offense all week. Everyone just assumed Sam Darnold was going to come back, and when they announced it was going to be Luke Falk, it was we just, all kind of forgot about just it. Just kind of forgot about it, and they, he couldn't do absolutely anything. I mean, there was a play where they did, took the ball from him. Stole it from That's him. mine now. <laughs> That's See mine. Ya. Thanks. Yeah, and ran on the sidelines and ran it in. So yeah, big mess up there for sure. Uh, more tight ends. Chris Herndon's not going to return this week. He hurt his hamstring. Running routes at practice. That's a he was the most picked up tight end last. He should have been this week. Yeah, he should have been. He should have already been stashed and owned. So it is frustrating. I mean, the second most picked up guy is Gerald Everett. I mean, to your point about cooks, like well, I think he's going to be involved anyways. But if there's no cooks, we'll get to Everett here in a second. Yeah, once but we those talk are the, the those are two guys. But I think the offense rolls a little bit. You'd have to say let's, that anyways, right? The offense is going to roll better with Sam Darnold. It will. Uh, let's see. The Irish assassin James O'Shaughnessy mm-hmm. placed on injured reserve. He gown. Yeah. So Jeff Swaim, next man up yep, yep, in Jacksonville. Ben Watson cut by the Patriots. Yep. Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed out once again, officially out. Mason Rudolph also ruled out. Yeah. Man, that was ugly. Yeah, it wasn't great. Oh I can't believe they were, there was like, based on how we saw it in real time. We thought he was dead. Yep. And then they undid his face mask. Then he walked off the field looking like he was a 1930s football player. <laughs> just minus the leather helmet. Although, I mean, at that point, I mean, leather helmet, he probably would have been dead. Oh, but like, And then, then there was talk on Wednesday. It's like, oh, he's probably going to play. It's like, what are you what, talking yeah, about? Why, like, if, and if you're Pittsburgh, too, like, take a step back for a minute. Like, that was a nasty hit. That guy was out cold before he hit the ground, and he landed very hard. I thought he was. I thought he was done. I thought he was absolutely like never ever put on a football jersey again. Like he's absolutely done. So surprising to hear that he was potentially maybe possibly going to play this week. Uh, maybe what is it, Dalvin Hodges? Maybe he's even maybe he's better. I don't know. That that was the big question that I had because no one really knows. Is Dalvin like Mason Rudolph didn't look very good? No, I mean they've they they changed the offense completely to just use the backs. Right? They didn't really trust him taking too many shots downfield. Well, Hodges can run. Hodges can run. And he and it was a very small sample size, but he looked okay. It looked like he was just, hey, I have this guy named Juju Smith-Schuster. I'll throw to him. I'm going to throw to him, and that's smart. <laughs> like, lean on him. We weren't seeing that with the other guy. I did downgrade uh, Juju a little bit in the rankings. Yeah, probably, I, I probably have, should. I think I have him number 20. Yeah. Like he's a play, but yeah, he's he's not a wide receiver one anymore, no matter what. Uh, maybe he's, he can emerge. Maybe, maybe Hodges is good enough to make him that. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know, so... Yeah. This is what we're going to do with yeah. it. They're basically down to their fourth string, right? Because they made the trade. Oh, yeah. Hobbs. So, yeah. Dodds, Hobbs, Dodds. Yeah. Joshua Dobbs. Yeah. He He's in Jacksonville now. Yeah. So Bad trade. Bad trade. <laughs> Probably could have used him. He's not very good. So. No, he's Sorry. not. But, yeah, that was, a, that was a nasty hit from Rudolph. Like, would you play Deontay Johnson um, now? 
like only in a pin. Like, would you play him or like Elbert Wilson if you had to go pick someone up? Who looks I like would probably play Johnson just because we just haven't seen. Like, I'm with you. I like Albert Wilson as well, but I mean, week one he was dealing with this calf injury and he forced himself to play. Now, now he's, he's been, been out since. Now he's been out, but like, who knows? Like, how many snaps this guy's going to play, and if he aggravates, I just don't want to waste. At least Johnson is getting some targets. All right, would you play someone now. like Preston Williams or Johnson? I would play Preston Williams. Okay. Yeah, I. What is it, 12, 12 and 7? I think he's got nearly 20 targets in the two games with Josh, Josh Rosen. It's a good matchup. It's decent. It is. Volume. It's okay. It's not great, but, but it's a flex guy. But now I just worry that all of a sudden Albert Wilson comes takes back to Korean. Not it takes them all, but takes enough that he should. Rosen's not like he's getting 20 targets in two games, whatever it might be. He's still mm-hmm. doing nothing with them. Right. Yeah. So now you give him less of a market share, and then all of a sudden he's doing even less. This the safer play, and maybe it's not this week. Maybe next week we're talking about Albert Wilson being the safer guy. But yeah, I mean, in a full point PPR league, is the guy playing in the slot? Sure. Would you play like Robbie Anderson or like with Darnold back? I think Robinson and Cratter are now playable again. Yeah, I, I think R- Robbie. I would play. I think he's a tough matchup this week. Uh, then play Jamison then. Yeah, Crowder, I would 100% play. I like him more than Robbie this week just because of that tough matchup. And I don't know if he's going to get 14 catches again. Like he but, he could one, but he could easily have seven. But going forward, I think a lot of these guys are good by lows, like a two-quarterback league, Darnold, whatever. You're not starting him in a 10-team, 12-team. But Robbie Anderson, I think now is probably the time to go get him. The schedule gets pretty easy for the Jets, too, over the next couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. Uh, next week, it's New England. But after that. After that, it gets easy. Did you happen to hear Cust on the show this week when he ran through the schedule? He, <laughs> he said say, if, like, undefeated the rest of the Well, week. no, he said if they beat the Cowboys this week, they'll probably make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, the AFC is trash. The Bills are already locked in uh, in one of the wild card spots. So I guess it one's up for grabs, but no, Cuss. Well, he no. was just like, well, they, they play, like, if they... If they for one, they're not going to beat the Cowboys this week. I don't think so either. They're not beating the Cowboys this Peep, week. There is so much money on the Jets this week. It's pushed the line down. I know. It, what is it? it was a nine and a half it opened right it was nine and a half then darnold got announced and went to and eight, went and to eight and a half and now it's seven yeah people I, I think i think the cowboys are gonna realize that they have a guy named ezekiel elliott that they just paid a bunch of money to like let's give him the football right i, I like zeke on see that's i guess you know, is there anything else injury wise we need to talk about no okay so dk's strategy for the week at running back this is really interesting because, like I mentioned, that there's a whole bunch of these guys that you can go own, mm-hmm. um, and this is where you can save your money. Like if you take Pringle, he's 3,500, or if Hollywood Brown doesn't play, you could take Boykin. That, yeah. That's what I got. Jameson Cratter, we just talked about. Yeah. But all the best plays this week are all like four thousand bucks. I know. Like they're you, they're not the best plays. Obviously, they're the plays that like, oh, that guy should be 5,200, not 3,900. So mm-hmm. I'll play him because there's a lot of value there. But look at some of these guys. Right now, in the $4,000 range at running back, we have Jordan Howard. So it's just him and Sanders left. Yeah. Bad matchup. Yeah. But Sanders is even cheaper. Yeah. Like, do you have any love for either of those guys? Um, not a ton. I, I think Sanders may be more in a tournament because I, I feel like, well, p- nobody will be on him. And it's been three games in a row now where he's had the wheel right the, and the wheel route. They've ran it for him. And he had one in for a touchdown, got called back. The other one was a big play for him. So he's had three or four games in a row with a big play. Like they're not completely phasing him out of the offense, even though Jordan Howard is the goal line back there. Sanders is still getting some touches. And I think they may have to throw the football more than they want to this week against yeah. Minnesota. Just because I think that Minnesota, both run defenses in this they're game are really strong. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Delvin Cook's also a really like interesting contrarian play because of that. Yeah, he Because people are, aren't using him. They're like, right. oh, they're so scared of Philly. But 
He had like seven catches last week. Exactly. And he's probably going to do that too. The Eagles do have a solid run defense, and I'm hearing a lot recently is that they haven't played anyone good. Fair. <laughs> but last year they were top five as well, and they played Zeke twice a year. Like they've, they went up against really good. This, they've had a solid run defense for ever since Jim Schwartz has been there, but you can throw on them, and they struggle against backs who can catch. So look at Dalvin. He's probably going to catch six or seven balls. Look at the game that he had against the Bears. Probably very similar. Might have to. When I I always give out my props on the show on Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, check his catch. I'm just going to write that one down. Delvin yeah. Cook. I I don't know what it is right now, but yeah. I'll say over catches. Investigate that. I would say he. I also had Mike Williams anytime touchdown. I would say Delvin Cook probably catches six balls in in this matchup this week. I might I mean, even look at Aaron Jones. What Aaron Jones was struggling against the run, he caught a few balls. Would you? If if they set the line, let's say Delvin Cook over under four and a half receptions and Miles Sanders over two and a half receptions. I would take over on both of them. Which, but which one would you prefer? Um, probably Cook. But I think Sanders is definitely going to yeah, get the Yeah, those three catches are pretty pretty easy. Like like I said, he's been targeted a couple times every, every game now. So um, Howard, 49. Then you have Chase Edmonds at 46, who... Turns into a free square oh if goodness. all of a sudden he would. I think he's the one I like the most out of all these guys. We're talking if Johnson about. doesn't if Johnson play, wasn't, yeah, of course. Playing. But we yeah. don't. But it's the yeah, late game, so we're not yeah. gonna know. Yeah, we're not. Adrian Peterson, forty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Royce Freeman, forty five hundred. Not he's not. I'm not gonna use him, but like right. he's viable at least. Yeah. Carlos Hyde, forty four hundred dollars. Kenyon Drake, forty four hundred dollars, and a pretty gravy matchup. Yeah. Belage is hurt, so now they're using Mark Walton. Yeah. As their second stringer. Like, this should be like an 80% should, smash spot for Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Tevin Coleman, $4,400. Ito Smith, $4,300. Yeah. Malcolm Brown, $4,300. Miles Sanders, $4,200. This is wild. This is a wild week. And then you have Latavius Murray at 37. And then you even like someone like Gus Edwards at 39, who Cincinnati has made two running backs viable almost every single week. Every single week, yeah. They're struggling defensively. They're missing some guys, some linebackers. They get some guys in their offensive line playing this week that have never played before. <laughs> they never played. They no, they've never the been an offensive tackle before. Like this is like an opportunity for them to, to get in there and do something they've never done. Like that's how hurting that team is. Yeah, right the, now. the Bengals went to like the good graces of the league. They're like, listen, we want to work with charity. We'll take like, hey, is anyone in the Make a Wish Foundation just <laughs> ever wanted to play an NFL game? Sickly nine year old, you're playing left tackle for us now. Let's yeah. go. Um, I the, the name is it doesn't even matter, but the name slip and producing the the Bengals podcast at the Athletic. They were just talking about all the injuries, and they said, listen, there's gonna be a guy in the offensive line that has never played that role before in his life. So I mean, that's not good news for for Andy Dalton. But yeah, every single week it seems like a running back runs all over that defense, but. Out of that range, but like that's those are. It's very, very interesting. Even if we trim it down to, let's say, let's live in a world where Kamara doesn't play and David Johnson does play. Yeah. So now we have like legitimate plays that you're going to make. Latavius Murray, Miles Sanders, I do think is viable. Malcolm Brown is probably going to be the highest owned guy now. Yeah. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Kenyon Drake, Carlos Hyde, Adrian Peterson, and Jordan Howard. Those are eight guys mm-hmm. from this range you could potentially play. That means. People will play at least one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe three of these guys. That wide out and Kelsey. If you take these three guys and Pringle, yeah, then you can afford anyone else on the slate. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe that the top end is going to go completely unowned. Yeah. So who do you like better between Elliott and Cook? I like Elliott. I like Elliott, but I, I know I'd liked Elliott before all of this news, like midweek. And now I wonder what his ownership will be like. It's going to be like nothing. Yeah. Because who would pay $8,500 for a running back when you can have two guys at 43? The guy for me that I'm definitely playing is Nick Chubb. 
7300 bucks. no one wants. Yeah. A, no one's paying up for running backs. B, he just had a bad game. How like, could he ever be good? Yeah, in primetime, too, everybody saw it firsthand. And he actually didn't even have that bad of a game. No, the Browns just had a bad the game. The Browns just had a bad game. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that strategy. I would, I, I like Zeke. I like, like I said, I liked him midweek. I, I feel like they just lean on him a little bit more. Dak gave that game away last week. He absolutely did, and I think they have to just change the game plan. Like, let's use Zeke again. Like, he just hasn't had that big blow up game yet, even though he has four touchdowns in five games. Like, he's fighting the end zone. He just hasn't had the twenty carry game yet. Give he, it to him. He's had, he's having a season for like his draft position where we expect him to be a lot like Kelsey. Yeah, where he's yet to have a bad game. Right, but he hasn't had a huge. He hasn't game had yet. a huge game yet. He, and obviously, we know what his upside is. So I like I like him, but if you're trying to be contrarian and, and different with your lineup, I mean it's Chubb and Cook, but Cook has more upside. I just think Zeke has has more upside than Chubb that I would just be like, whatever, I'm just gonna spend up and get him. So, so people might be now let's try to go to the second. We'll go to like yeah. the because there's a nice range of six thousand. Well, now here's backs the thing: too. we gotta play this like Inception. Yeah. Inception level one, you know, reality. Everyone's gonna play these four thousand dollar guys. Yeah. When we get to that part where they're just kind of like driving around in the van, yeah, those yeah. are the high price guys. We need to get to the hotel scene. Yeah, let's get to the hotel. The hotel scene, scene is Fournette and Bell. Yeah. Because people are still going to play those guys. Yeah. And they're in great spots. Yes. So now let's go to the snow level in Inception. <laughs> let's go down to what we should maybe actually be doing at running back. Yeah. Derrick Henry and Chris Carson. They fall into this weird spot now because of all these injuries Mm -hmm. where everything opened up at the bottom and people be like, oh, well, I'm not going to use, I'll use one of the bottom. Then I'll pay for Elliot and Cook or Bell and Fournette. Mm -hmm. And it leaves these guys complete, I feel like, completely undone. So Chubb for the more expensive guy because he's only like 71. Mm -hmm. Then Henry or Carson at 61 and 6,000. Those guys earn smash spots and just in terms of volume. And it looks like Rashad Penny is gimped up again. So great yeah. news for Carson. Carson lifted from the injury report. Yep. Penny put on the injury report. Yeah, 55 opportunities in the last few games for Carson. That's like 40 some odd carries and six targets. Like he has been involved. And, and Pete Carroll said it. We talked about it. Carroll's been open and honest with us about this. Carson had never had any fumble issues before. We're going back to him. Maybe he lucked out that Penny was sidelined. I'm sure that obviously had something to do with it. But the past two weeks, getting over 20 carries and over 100 yards in each of those games, caught the receiving touchdown. I thought Carson would be super chalky because what everybody saw on Monday Night Football with the San Francisco 49ers running all over the Cleveland Browns, I thought, okay, Carson's just going to be super chalk here. But now with all of these injuries popping up and these low-priced guys, I don't feel like he will be. I love Chris Carson this week. I think he's the top five back. I like Derrick Henry as well. And, and it's you, the same you thing. Run, the run, runs through him. You can run all over Denver. All over him. And yeah, Fournette had like 200-something yards against them earlier. Yeah, Nobody's but, allowed more rushing touchdowns but, than But them. Melvin Gordon had a bad week, so now Denver's defense has figured out. Now, come no, on. No now. chance. Give your head a shake on Yeah, that. I mean, Gordon hadn't Yeah, he hadn't run in, in months. Yeah, but let's give him the ball over and over. Yeah, savvy moves. Chargers, man. Like, I can't imagine Feinberg. I, he, he's basically, he's like he's a defeated man. now, yeah. He's in Vegas. He just took a flight to Vegas. He said someone recognized him on the plane. Probably the <laughs> happiest moment of his life. I saw his live periscope the other day, and I was feeling for him. I think it was the day after the football game, and he just looked like he'd rolled out of bed, like the worst hangover of life. Like, yeah, guys. I'm, one guy says, Feinberg, you don't look too well. No shit, bud. <laughs> no shit. I don't look well. Uh, but, yeah, Carson, to me, I think he's and, – and same thing. Like, we know what Tennessee wants to do, right? They want to run yeah. with, with Derrick Henry. He's I, just – Guaranteed touches. We'll get to the spreads just in a second. I've already hit my super lock for the week, so yeah. feeling pretty good oh, nice. about yeah, the week. I was on that, too. And I, I was 
pretty worried about that last night. I was, but I when I, we broke down the game, I was like, well, the defense is going to score at some point. And they did a couple times. They scored twice. Yeah, a couple times. I, I tweeted out today, I mean, only McCaffrey has more. Like, There's like four backs with more points than the Patriots defense, and, but only McCaffrey is the only skilled player. Yeah. And they have more fantasy points as a defense this year than 25 defenses had all of last season. <laughs> like, and, and almost to the point where the, what the Patriots had last year, this is like an historic... Unbelievable thing. Yeah, but, but but draft the Bears in the seventh round. <laughs> right. I mean, every we year don't somebody know. does something like this so so silly. And I love it when I'm in drafts and somebody takes a defense. Like next year, the Pats will be like yeah, fifth sixth, round pick. Fifth round, sixth round yeah. pick. This morning on ESPN, I'm not going to call anybody out, but they were talking about trading like Pat's defense for like Mike Evans or like. Uh, I would make that trade. Yes, I would take Mike Evans in that deal. Thank you. Yeah, please. Wait, were they, were they, is there like an no, objection were, to no, that? No, they want they wanted the Pats defense. Good. Then listen, if you have Pats D and you can get like a legitimate player in return, I think hearing that from some big people, I think you need if you have the Pats D and you're listening, you probably just need to see if you can get something for them. DeAndre Hopkins, he had three bad games. Here's Pats D, they're the best. Buddy, they were like saying they would basically trade anybody for the Pats D because they're the legit ske- and the schedule and the schedule is- sets up. Yeah. It's still a defense, though. Exactly. It's still a defense. So, And if they're just a... And we say this all the time. Just because they, and they've been scoring these touchdowns, which are sort of an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you block a punt doesn't right. mean you fall into the end zone. Yeah. And this isn't to say that they necessarily won't be the number one fantasy defense the rest of the way. But yeah. you can either take a receiver who has a projectable floor, a projectable ceiling, right. or a defense who's just a scattershot across the board. Exactly. Like, if it's you don't... total randomness. Like, even, uh, even last night against the Giants, like, Hilleman fumbles. If mm-hmm. the guy just falls on the ball, then there's no the touchdown. touchdown. But the guy... Yeah. Fanoi comes by and picks it up yeah. and dives into the end zone, and he's in. Now, it's great that they're doing all this, mm-hmm. but to think they're going to, like, score a touchdown a game is No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. I was sick to my stomach listening No, to I, li- I like to hear that, though. That's yeah. great news. That yeah. means people will do that. That's what I mean. Like, people will, for sure. So that's what I mean. Like, if you have the Pat Steve, see what you can get. If you can get a Mike Evans who put up a zero last week, go do it. I would, go you know him. what? If I people, would almost trade up. Like, if there's like a good 30 wideouts I would trade for. If someone like, uh, I mean, you can always kind of do this, too. Like, I mean, you do the Fantasy Footballers podcast. Mm-hmm. So if, like, the footballers say anything or, like, the ESPN guys say anything, people yeah. will listen. Like, oh. people listen. So many people listen to those shows. Let's check in Monday morning. The, the, well, the, the, well, the shitty thing is, is, like, it's, it's not like... It's not like the footballers that they're giving like objectively bad advice. Right. No. If they would, if put it this way, if if we swapped roles and I had the listenership <laughs> yeah. of the footballers, people like would be a disaster. You can make the worst <laughs> trades with anyone. With my terrible advice. They give out good advice. They so do. It's yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they're on top of things. But I mean, yeah, like, we we need we need to pay off Mike. Yeah. Like, listen, Mike, just start giving out <laughs> terrible advice here, and like, see, you don't even have to believe it. Just tell people to trade this guy for this yeah. guy. I guess fortunately, ESPN covers the bases for us. <laughs> Fortunately. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, DK ownership for the week. Uh, if you go to fansharesports.com, you can find all of the up-to-date projected ownerships, and you can get a discount by using the promo code PME at checkout. I highly recommend you Absolutely. go do it. If you're serious about playing on DraftKings and playing DFS football, it is a very valuable resource just to find these little tweaks of leverage spots. Yeah. Or just to say, hey, I didn't realize this guy was going to be 40% owned. Yeah. Maybe I'll fade him. The Eifert thing from last week. Right, yeah. No, it's it's a it's a fantastic tool. Just having that, I mean, having all the knowledge that you can get. Yeah, is, more information isn't going to hurt. Yeah, no, it's not going to hurt you so quarterback i I kept these to myself this week oh yeah nice yeah so we can play a bit of a guessing game here and i'll have these up on an article on dk playbook later on because people got mad that i don't 
to go through everything anymore. But like, oh. hey, use the promo code PME. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff, Come on. Now that it's behind a paywall, I can't just give it away. And it's right. not my company. Yeah. They allow me to talk, talk about a few of them. Yeah. There's some hype. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to give away their product. That's not fair. Yeah. No, it's not. And they're doing the hard work, not me. Yeah. Quarterback. Who do you think the projected top three quarterbacks are going to be this week on DraftKings and ownership? Watson. Watson, number one. Watson, number one. Um, Cousins? No. Mm, wow, okay. Mahomes? No. Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan, number two. And Kyler? Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. I like Kyler a lot. This I week. like Kyler too. I, I, you know, I really like Mahomes because everyone's just using Watson in that game. The, and there's He's, a big gap there in price too. Absolutely, I don't think people really spend up at the quarterback position in tournaments. So, and they probably and like over the years, it's, it hasn't been a great idea. But Mahomes is such a special talent, such a special that talent. it's the gap is actually working in your favor because mm-hmm. of the price. And we just talked about like twenty cheap guys you can play. Exactly, and Tyreek Hill. Most likely coming back. The two bad games in a row. And he's dealing with the ankle injury. The offensive line is trash. Yeah. They're not going to have a lot of success running the football. Yeah. You're probably going to throw I'm, a little bit more. Listen, if it was a cash game, I wouldn't pay up for Patrick no, I Mahomes. I wouldn't either. But in a tournament, if you can get him like... And like the highest is Watson coming at 15%. That's not a reason to fade him by any means. No, play no, no. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. He's a fantastic play. Sure. But if Watson comes in at like 6 7%, you're like, ooh. Yeah. No one's using Patrick Mahomes? I'll use Patrick Mahomes. That yeah. sounds fine to me. Yeah, I like Mahomes a lot. Said that on the, the footballer show that you just alluded to. Um, yeah, the price makes him appealing in tournaments to me. I like the, the gap. And I wouldn't do it in cash. I agree with you. You just, you just don't get a good balance. So No, you use like Kirk Cousins in cash. Yeah. I was surprised that Kirk Cousins wouldn't be at the top, though. It's such a nice matchup. He's at a very nice price. People hate Kirk Cousins. They really do, don't they? They hate his guts. Yeah, Zach Brown, who's with the Eagles, was with Kirk Cousins before in the past, and, and he had called him out this morning and said, the worst part of the Vikings is Kirk Cousins. I don't know if it's bulletin board material or not, but... How about, just, how about Case Keenum, 5K? I mean, you can go him and McLaurin. Yeah. It's not a bad little combo. McLaurin, someone who's coming like wildly under own. I love McLaurin at 6,000 yeah, bucks. Me too. Because we saw his floor game last year in a very tough match last, last week, week against the Pats. And, and Xavier Howard's banged and, up too. Yeah. And he hasn't been the same this year. No. I think he's not trying as hard. Yeah, I would see that. W- would you? Pretty good assumption. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good assumption. Please, so, please trade me. Either either of those guys. Um, you know, I surprised Minshew too. Like a lot of people no. seem to like uh, Minshew. Minshew. A lot of people like, like Jake wouldn't shut up. Who does, Minshew, but man. here's the thing. Now we're getting into a, a thing of everyone objectively likes Minchu. Yeah. I love Minchu. He's yeah. great. Yeah, same. To but I just him, thought he would be a high owned. I thought maybe you know he would. Yeah, be he's fourth three. on this list. Okay, so he's fourth. All right, fair enough. Dak sixty two hundred against the Jets. See, I just feel like it's going to be a big Zeke game, but that's a sneaky play too because Amari Cooper has been really good this year, and Michael Gallup in his three games has been really good as well. And like, there, if you don't want to use Zeke, you use Dak, Gallup, Cooper, and just yeah. go boom. And you have that, you know, about Devin Dak. Smith, Devin Smith revenge game against the Jets. <laughs> hey, maybe, I mean, it's possible. But Dak always, you know, he, he could run one in as well. We've seen that before. Yeah, use his legs. Like, would you rather play Minshew at five K or Keenum at five K? I think I'd rather play Keenum. I think I would rather play. I really like DD. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine with Keenum against Miami. Why not? Top three running backs in ownership, and this is this is this gonna is get before all this news. Yeah, this is it hadn't been updated. So before the Todd Gurley news and the Alvin Kamara news, these would be the top three. Yeah. I expect Malcolm Brown to be the highest owned guy on the slate now. Yeah. Or close to it. But who do you think the top two were? Because um, there's two guys way above everyone else. Carson, Fournette? No. no. 
Bell and Fournette. Bell and Fournette. Bell close. It was um, trending around thirty percent. Bell makes sense. I mean, he's down to that point now where he's almost like he's an extreme value. And Darnold's back. And Darnold's back, and he has 27 catches. I think that's the third most among backs, and he had a bye week, and he's been playing with brutal quarterbacks. The third guy on that list whose ownership is going to just fall off the deep end because of the opportunities that have opened up, Kenyon Drake was actually third. Wow. But no one's going to play him anymore. Because everybody in that range has other options. Yeah, they'll just use Malcolm Brown instead of Kenyon Drake now. So he could be sneaky to he go back onto. Yeah, he really could be. Because Washington's run defense has just been as bad as Miami. Washington's bad. Yeah. Miami is bad. Just right. think, think bad. Yeah, it's very <laughs> bad. There's, there's two ways a game could go. I mean, there could be 50 points. Or just, could be nine. It, it could be 9-6. And it's like, oh, my goodness, who watched this game? Um, I Again, I really like Hyde in that range. I just You can run on Kansas City, and he's had a couple games and, of 20 carries. And, they yeah, they give him the ball. Yeah, they give him the ball with... For no reason, <laughs> he gets the he ball gets running it. into. Yeah, I mean his, his yards per carry numbers are not good, but the fact that he gets the ball and and he's probably going to get it this weekend is that's I really like him in that range. Wide receiver top three. This one's pretty pretty uh, obvious. Hopkins, Hopkins number one, Hopkins number one. I, I feel like Julio should be there, but Julio no. number three, Julio number three, and my number one wide receiver of the week is number two. Uh, it's not feeling Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah, Cooper Cup. Oh, that's obvious. I love Cooper Cup. Two, ta- two touchdowns, one cup. He's <laughs> he's so good. He is just so damn good. Uh, what, 17 targets last week, like 40-some-odd in the past three games? He's unbelievable. He's a red zone option. Yeah, there's so much to like about Cooper Cup. I won't fade him. I'm not going to fade I'll fade the other two. I'll probably fade Hopkins I might fade Julio. Yeah. I think I'm going to play Hopkins this week. I think this could be the big I think so, too, but, like, him. it's – am I going to pay up for Hopkins and Cup? I mean, you can now, you, right? You can, but, like, if I want to pay up for, let's say... All year, I've been spending up on backs. Me too. All year. I just... I usually don't like to play these guys that we're talking about, but they're in good spots. But we're talking about wide receivers. Like, I'll probably end up playing Pringle yeah. at 35. I'll probably play Jamison Crowder at 41. I want to play Terry McLaurin at 6,000. And then, yeah, okay. And then, I mean, you could be in a situation where you leave a few bucks off the board this week. Yeah, but I don't want to leave too much. So then, what are you going to do, Mahomes and Kelsey? I'm thinking that. Mahomes yeah. and Kelsey. And then even you could probably get Zeke in there if you want, or Chubb or Calvin or Delvin. I mean, you could yeah. if you if you are going that route with especially because the there, there's a nineteen hundred dollar defense that I love this week too. And and also, yeah, there's I don't love the Cowboys up at the top. I'm not spending that. They're they're sort of like the Rams in a weird way, where I think they're a really good play, but I'm just not going to get yeah. up to them. Like, know, and the Rams are significantly it. cheaper, so I can get to the Rams. Yeah, but we'll talk about tight ends. Top three tight ends. Okay. One guy is coming at thirty two percent ownership. Meaning. Is it Kelsey? It is Everett? Austin Hooper. Hooper, obviously playing Arizona. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense, even if you just put Arizona aside. I mean, Austin Hooper has the most catches out of anybody on this slate. He was top four in catches last year. He Nobody talked about him at all. It was just the big three. I mean, Austin Hooper, and every target that goes his way, he reels in. He doesn't have a lot of drops, runs good reds. He's really good. Yeah, so he's, he's number really one. Who was two and three? Everett? Everett's number three. Is it not Kelsey? It's Kittle. Wow, it's Kittle. Kelsey's so much more expensive. I'm going. I'm. I'm spending up on Kelsey. This so week. I think there are three moves you make. I'm not. I'm not using any of these guys. So yeah. And I always lose. So you should probably use these three guys. But <laughs> the three guys that I would try to turn to Kelsey if I can afford it. Yes. Because I know no one's really like ten percent. I would say max his ownership comes in. 
Mark Andrews is in a great spot mm -hmm. against the Bengals, mm -hmm. and he's dealing with his foot injury again, but he's going to play. Yeah. Could be no Hollywood Brown. Right. Like, even if Brown sits, I'm not sure I'd want to use Miles Boykin. I just really like that price. Andrews would be the guy I would go to, and he's only 48. And the sprinkler, 2,600. You don't need those savings, but if you wanted to build in a completely different way than anyone else, it's not a horrible spot. No, think about what you could do with your lineup if you went the sprinkler, Brown, and Pringle. Boykin. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, Malcolm. Yeah. So you went Malcolm. Oh, you can afford everybody. You can afford everybody that you want. Yeah. Defenses. This is going to make you laugh. <laughs> Who do you think the number one and number two is projected it, defenses is are? Is it the price, the low price defense that you're talking about? Is it the Jets? The Jets are number one. They're only 1500 bucks. <laughs> you Have you ever seen that before? No, they started pricing these defenses down. As Cust will tell you, the Jets. Number 10 in defensive DVOA so far this year. I have a theory behind this, though. Who have they played? It's not even who they've played. It's it, it, This works one of two ways. One, they've turned the ball over so goddamn much for, like, touchdowns that the other team doesn't even get to take the field against them. Right. Or by the time that they've scored these defensive touchdowns and the offense does take the field, they're like, yeah, let's just run it up the middle or take a knee. Like, yeah. we're already winning by 30. Well, cares. that's exactly what happened last week with the Eagles. I mean, if you watch that game, the Eagles' offense was not good. It wasn't in sync. I mean, they they got a couple defensive touchdowns. They tried to run the football, and then, and then McCown came in and played most of the fourth quarter. And it even happened in week two against the Browns on the Monday night yeah. when yeah. Simeon got hurt overall. Like, there was a bunch of situations where the Browns could have taken shots downfield, mm -hmm. Or they could have went forward on fourth and one. They were like, screw this. We're just going to run, not fumble, and punt back to you because you're going nowhere. Exactly. So and I think that's a very misleading number. Yeah, I think it is too. And week one, they played uh, Josh Allen. who turned the ball over three or four times in that game. And one of them was a pick six. And one of them was a pick six. So, And that was uh, unlucky. It was That was on uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah. He, he popped that up. So if we start talking about touchdown, like the weirdness of all of this. Yeah. So you have the pick six against the Patriots that came against the from the backup of the page, what the hell that idiot's I name don't is? Don't even know. Uh, and yeah. then Josh Allen throws the pick six that bounces off the, the hands of Cole Beasley, just yeah. so back the other way for C.J. Mosley. And C.J. Mosley's not playing in this game, right? Yeah, so I think the Jets are a trap. Washington's number two. <laughs> that's a trap too. I think that's I, a trap I, I too. like the skins better than I like the Jets. Me too. Although there's a huge, yeah. they're like triple the price. They can get after the quarterback. They sacked Brady four times last week. They still have some decent players uh, on defense. If I had to choose between the two, I'd go that way. But I don't think I'm going to play either of them. Number three, the Chiefs. Interesting. Yeah. Why the hell I guess are you the can Chiefs? Because you can sack Deshaun. Sure. Atlanta can. couldn't, but everyone else can. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, you can. It's the same thing on the other side, right? I mean, the offensive line is pretty bad in, on Kansas City. I mean, J.J. Watt coming at you. I would assume that. You could, if you're going to roll out the Chiefs, you could at least take some shots in the Texans. I really like the Niners. I know you like the Rams. I think both those defenses are in play. I think both teams are going to throw more than they want to. So after that, teams are spending up for the Ravens against the Bengals. Yeah, the Ravens don't have a good defense. No, but it's, just, it's a but good it's against up. the Bengals. Yeah. So the ones that I like, I mentioned the Rams. Uh, they'll be because they're going to be so low owned. Like if I play five teams, I'll use them on one kind of thing. The ones that I, the two that I really want to go to, I love the Saints at thirty two hundred bucks. I really like the Saints yeah, this season. They just week. have a really good defense. And they general. get after the passer. And Minshew is horrible under pressure, by the way. He's from watch, watch these games. He just yeah. he dropped the ball last week. <laughs> I know. I, I said on the footballer show that he has like nine touchdowns, the to one interception, and but it was like he has six fumbles. I think he's lost four of them. So like he hasn't been throwing a lot of picks, but he he's been pretty sloppy with the ball. So yeah. Uh the other one that I like, the Cardinals, nineteen hundred bucks. 
That's the cheap defense because we talked about it earlier. Like, this is one of the highest total games on the slate. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of passing plays in this game. And Arizona's, like, mid-level yeah. at getting to the quarterback. And against Atlanta, that's, like, enough. Yeah, that is enough. Yeah. Those are the defenses you want to attack. We've said this a couple times. Teams that are going to throw the football. Like, you don't want to play the Broncos and the Titans. They want to run the football. It's going to be a slow-paced game. There's not going to be a lot of plays ran in that game. You're going to get a ton of plays run in that in that Arizona and Atlanta game. So, Yeah. Yeah, and I like them better than the like the Falcons defense, who legit doesn't uh, yeah, do it. That's why I like, kind of like Kyler here. Like, if you can't sack Deshaun Watson and he plays like basically with ghosts as yeah. an offensive line, yeah, I know Kyler's prone to taking a bunch of sacks, but it just doesn't seem like Atlanta's got the goods to do it. No, they don't, and they've just been so awful defensively. Like I said, I, I would, I would, exp- I think that Dan Quinn's going to get, he's going to be the next coach fired. I just think they need a mix up. They just can't tackle anyone. They can't get after the quarterback. And they want to throw the ball a ton, too, so that's why Arizona is a good play. You know, Kyler running it in himself because the offensive line is so bad. Like, DJ is, hasn't been all that efficient inside the red zone. Let's talk some spreads before we get out of here. You and Michael Beller do a show every week on spreads, right? We do, yeah. Stealing my idea. I invented talking about spreads, by the way. Someone <laughs> told me that. Not that really? I invented it, but like, yeah. you do a spread show, you know, so-and-so does a spread show, you just ripped them off. I was like, I think people have been doing this for like 40 years. Like, what the fuck are yeah, you about? I mean, you guys have them... Ours is not nearly as entertaining as as your guys. Don't say that. It, it's. Would honest, you say yours not. has a bit more information on in it? Um, I don't know. I don't. We have some information, but um, you know, Beller's got some some information that he comes to the table with. But yeah, we we do a pick show this week. We're, we've started off strong this week. Want to know? Last week, last week was okay. The week before that, real bad. We we go through every game and then we give seven at the end. I think I got one. Ooh, of my seven. That's like, rough. That is yeah. Totally rough. We're all he was on the Browns last week. Yes, yeah, so, so was I. It wasn't good. Me, Jeff, and Tim are all over five hundred for the year. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Overall, we we are as well. But that two weeks ago was a bad one. So nothing really changing. Like half point here, half point there. Uh, the Bengals have actually dropped a point and a half. They're down to ten and a half. I still like the Ravens. I'm not betting it, but I like the Ravens. Yeah, I'm not betting that game either. Just a division game, like. I feel like it could be sneakily close, but the two that have had away. that that's one with the biggest line movement. The other one is Texans are just four now. Wow. And Monday night, all the money continues to pile on the giant or on the Lions. The, on the Lions. They open at six, it's three and a half. A three and a half is when it was six, I was really feeling Detroit. I ended up leaning with Green Bay. I, I do kind of feel like that could be a pretty close game. I think Green Bay is just better. They are better. They have a better defense. They have a legit defense. The, the Lions defense actually really have a pretty good. decent defense, too. Yeah, they do. But uh, I think overall, you know, the Packers are a little bit better. I mean, they're doing this without Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball a ton. Like, he's not putting up those big games. He had one 400-yard game, but I didn't. I went back and looked at last year and, and this year. It's been like 240 or fewer passing yards in like 13 of 16 games. It's, he hasn't been, you know, the, the potent Rodgers of old. The ones I like, which is scary for what they could look like in two months if they get on the same page offensively, get everyone back healthy, get Rodgers going 100%, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. uh-oh. Yeah. But I don't have any one game from the – that's why I picked New England on Thursday that's, night. That's that my, that's my lock. lock. Yeah. Just like I, that's the game that I like the best. It's a weird week. I like the Titans plus two in Denver. I like Dallas minus seven I at like the Dallas Jets. Too. And I kind of like the Skins minus three in Miami. Miami's not. Until Miami covers the spread, I'm just betting against them. 
that was that's a game I'm gonna I'm gonna completely stay away from. Uh, I I picked it on the show and I picked Washington because I just was like, guys, like Miami is this bad. I mean, so if this game was at home in Washington, they would be seven point favorites, right? Roughly. I mean, they're three and a half point favorites on the road in Miami. Miami is just brutal. They're awful. They're they're just so bad. It, like Washington has been bad this year, but they've at least shown us a little bit more than than what Miami has. I like Minnesota at home to win by a field goal. Over, uh, do you? Yeah, they should win by a field goal. That's that game is going to be dictated by what Philly does in the first half, and they haven't been. They haven't been. They've been awful in the first half, except for against back. the Jets. Yeah. But, but, I mean, their offense has been but, brutal. But if they the can jump time. out to, like, a 10 nothing lead against Minnesota, that game could be over. I don't know. That secondary is not good. It's not, but, like... Cousins says to throw the ball 40 times. Every time that they're forced to do that, they're bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not what they want to do. They want to run the football. I think that they win. At home, they're just such a tough team to beat. Here's one for you. A prop. Total receiving yards. And I'm going to be playing... I might not bet a spread. Yeah. This weekend, I might just play props where I've had far more success. <laughs> Terry McLaurin, over. What do you think the number is for receiving yards? Um, 60? 66 and a half. I like that over. Yeah, I take that over too. I mean, he's basically done that. He's right around that number every single week. Yeah, and he's not playing the Patriots and he's, this week. Yeah, exactly. And Keenum's back. And Keenum's back, which is positive news for him because he's been going to him. Yeah, he's going to touch in in his first three games. He, he's the biggest part of that offense. He's, 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 he's probably going to get eight catches. Eight, eight or nine catches. He sat at the pa- he sat out that didn't he send out that one game? I I, th- I believe he ended up did he end did up he play? play? No, he was out. I think he sat out. Yeah, and then he came back last week, so he's healthy. Yeah, it's Miami NFL lines. And I really want to see that because I, I didn't realize the props were posted this early. Let's scroll down here. This could be a fun segment that we yeah, do. Let's do some Pat props. scrolls through props. <laughs> let's do some props. I mean, it is a weird game for betting. I, I really do like I. There's a couple games that I want to just tease down to like. Dallas is going to win. Baltimore is going to win. And then there's another big spread in there, too. It's, it slipped my mind. Baltimore? No, Baltimore, Dallas. Um, I'm forgetting it now. But teasing down to those teams winning by, like, a field goal. Oh. Pretty positive. I think a lot of people are on the uh, Delvin Cook reception train. What, what is it? What, what did I say it was going to be? Four He's, and a half? It's three and a half. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I thought we said six. No, we said four and a half. That's over all day. All day. And Sanders is two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. I mean, that's a good one, too. I like both those. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is going to catch five or six passes in this game. Here's an interesting one. Adam Thielen, over under five and a half receptions. Everyone has bet the under. It's plus 120 to bet the over. That's that's just, that's weird. I know he he was sick on Thursday. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, because if he doesn't play, he's he's, he's He's probably sick. Sick of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we're going to be sick of Kirk Cousins, too. The Eagles can't stop anybody in the secondary. I know, it's weird. No one. And uh, Thielen's coming off that game. He's been more consistent than Diggs. It's a lot of catches, in fairness. He's going to do it. Uh, Let's see. He might might have half of that in the first drive. Uh, Receptions in this Jets game. Where is Crowder, four and a half? I like that, too. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you have to. And again, he's not going to get 14 catches, but that one game that they played together, that was the first game that they played together. Also, in preseason, Crowder was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's the same old Crowder, right? It just gets hurt. Yeah, just don't be hurt and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, play the full game and you're going to catch six or seven balls. There was one more. I wanted to look at Tyler. Like, if there's one spot where you can really attack... The Ravens, it's, yeah, Tyler in, Boyd's it's, nice. it's in the slot. I like Tyler Boyd I this like week. I like Auden Tate, too. 
I don't know if this is a spot. There's just not a lot of guys. There's just not a lot of guys there. And as I mentioned, the offensive line, I just don't think that they're going to have a lot of success running the ball with Joe Mixon. So I think Dalton, I mean, in the top five in passing attempts. Yeah, Boyd, six and a half. That's pretty high. That, that's it, too is high. Tate there? Tate, yeah, three and a half. That's, that's, that seems a bit bad. high, too. I don't know. I mean, he's had team high targets in two of the last three games. He's sure, but big he, part of the, he really comes down and catches them. It's part of that's on Dalton. He's a big Yeah, but body. I mean, Dal- Dalton is factored into these lines. <laughs> I guess, but he's still getting the looks and the targets. What about D.D. Westbrook? D.D. Westbrook's probably in that like four and a half range. Ooh, he's that... had a f- few games with at least five catches. I think this is an interesting way to do it. Just who, who are guys we like? And, what yeah, are, what are guys we props? like, in, especially in the slot, some slot guys. Uh, receiving yards, no. Player receptions. D.D. Westbrook, four and a half. Kind of high. But it's the same as Chark, and Chark is plus 125. Oh, wow. But they move Chark around the field. They do move him around. So if they can get him off of Lattimore, they're going to try to get him the ball. Sure. But maybe yards is a better idea for him. Yards, 50 and a half for Didi. That's not bad. 63 and a half for Chark. Chark uh, Chark is that big play, obviously. He gets all the touchdowns, the air yards. He's finding the end zone, those big plays. But Didi has been pretty consistent. I mean, he's had at least six targets, I think, in three of his last four. That's not bad. All right, let's do one slot guy. Let's do one last check in to see if any more breaking news has it's come about. It's been a wild week. Yeah, it's been. Watch, everyone's like fine now. Yeah, Gur- Gurley's, yeah, Gurley's back in. Gurley's it was just playing. fake news. Uh, the latest. Ooh, D- Dwayne Brown and DJ Fluker doubtful for Sunday. Browns, watch out for the Browns. <laughs> I was actually. I, I picked the Browns on the just show. Just going to ask you about the Browns because you and I have had this conversation before. When everybody is out on the Browns, <laughs> right? What happened in Baltimore? Everyone was out on the Browns and they put up like 500 yards of offense. What about Odell Beckham Jr. in, in DraftKings this week? I don't have, I'm too big of a coward to do it, but it makes Fair. so much it sense. It makes the most I'm sense. I'm using Chubb ever. instead. Yeah. I mean, they did. I want to say they did a great job of trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. involved in the game last week, but they, had, they tried point, to throw to him. At one point, he had more passing yards and rushing yards and receiving yards. And when the game was out of hand, they even said, "Okay, guy, go out there and return this punt and fumble," which I lost <laughs> a week on, by the way. I needed six points from Baker and Odell Beckham Jr. to win my matchup on Monday, and I did not get it. I got negative two from Baker. I had the points until the fumble. Until the fumble, and then I lost by a point. <laughs> You wonder why they even threw him out there. It's strange. Like he, had, mu- he must have said, I want to go do this. And maybe. then Freddie Kitchens didn't have enough guts to say, fuck off, go sit on the bench, man. Yeah, don't like, get there hurt. was really no reason to, there was absolutely no reason to do it. You already had Baker on the slide lines. There was no reason to put him in in that game. And yeah, he. I could tell the second that he was running around like that, it was bad news. Running around like he was LaShawn McCoy holding he, the ball. He was either going to get crushed or or fumble or hurt himself. So, yeah, I, I think Odell, some of the questions that I got at The Athletic this week doing the chat on Tuesday at noon is, what do I? What the heck do I do with Odell? You have to keep him. Do, like, do I play Crowder over him? Like, those are some no, of the questions. I wouldn't play Crowder. I have I have him at wide receiver twenty four this week. Me but, too. He's in the twenties for me too. But I'm not benching him for like bad receivers. No, that's what I mean. You just take the upside. I think it's the buy low window. The opportunity is now. It doesn't get any easier. His schedule is pretty tough over the next few weeks. It's, yeah, and then it gets and easy. then it gets really easy. Yeah. So the way, but what, by then you already be out of the damn playoffs. Well, what you took Odell in the first round? Well, what Jake and I had said is that he's in a weird position of being a good buy and a good sell yeah that you need to find the right trade partner in your league if you're one and four or oh and five and yeah. you're still serious about getting back into this mm-hmm. and you have even if you're two and three yeah and you have odell you need to go to that team that's four and one or five and oh and be like listen 
Odell's going to be good. It's just he's going to be like shit the next four weeks. I know. So, but you can afford to have him on your roster. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. And and the other way around, if you're five and zero, oh, you should be going to look at Odell Beckham right now. Yeah. Because you can get him for way less than he's worth. Super smart. And then you're going to have to eat it for a few weeks, and then when it looks like you're making the playoffs yeah. anyway, then you got Odell in the playoffs. That's what I love about fantasy. That's to me, it's wheeling and dealing and buying low and selling high, and 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 knowing when to do that right away. Like, and it happens multiple times, like you said, buy low, flip. And and do it again, like absolutely. But, and, and the one league that I have Odell, I'm one and five, and I am trying to unload him. You have to, I, and you have to take less than he's worth. You have to, to get rid of him you have to, to get bite someone the who's good. Yeah, you have to bite the bullet. And you just you think he's going to light up the watch him light up the Patriots next week? I mean, it's possible. It's possible in this week that they just really force him the ball. Yeah. Uh, and with note, Dwayne Brown, DJ Fluker, Seattle, bit on the mend. Aaron yeah. Rodgers limited again Friday, but their big practice at whether it's MVS, whether it's I mean, Adams is, Adams is not play. playing. Uh, Amendola, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys. The main practice for the Lions and Packers is on Saturday. It's on Saturday, yeah. Um, I don't know if I would even play MVS in a season-long league. I mean, nah, he, he was so garbage. They didn't even throw him the ball. They threw him the ball in the first drive, and then that was it. Like, Jones had the most catches, and then after that was Jimmy Graham with three. Would you play Allison, who just gets all the red zone targets? Or I would guess. You play? Yeah. I'd play him just because of that. He gets all the red zone targets. Maybe he scores a touchdown, but... The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of leaning towards Detroit being in this game. I mean, the the public agrees with you. It's where all yeah. the money is. I mean, originally when it was like five and a half, I was like, whoa, like that's too much. Now it's coming down a little bit. I'm, I'm torn on that game, to be honest with you. I feel like it's going to be a field goal game. All right. Chris Meany. The Athletic. The Athletic. Dot com. Yeah. How's fantasy hockey going? You're, you're doing that for them and football. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we... Had a show this morning, Eric Young, the Eric Young. The Eric Young at The Athletic? Yes. Um, Did he happen to go to The Ohio State? <laughs> I don't know. He's in Vegas right now. Maybe he should hook up with Fine. He definitely should. Yeah, he should. No, Eric's great, man. He's just, he's loving it right now, and I love the fact that he's loving it. He's just a, he's such a big hockey guy. He just brags all the time about how much hockey he watches. He says he watches like 400 games a year. And Isn't he like on like the road wrestling? He's on the road. He's <laughs> wrestling. He says he's watching hockey on his iPad while he's getting ready for events. And, yeah, no, he's he's awesome. Like, he goes to all the Predators practices. So, yeah, if anybody out there wants, you know, some hockey stuff twice a week at The Athletic. Cool. Yeah. Do you have, like, a promo code like Jake has? Um, no, I'm not big like Jake. You kidding me? You don't give me promo codes. No, I mean the athletic slash four stack lines to give you 40% off. That so. That's a promo I mean, code? It's a, it's a, there's a promo code with all the podcasts that have been launched, and there's been a ton. Like almost every single hockey team, basketball team, now that NBA is just a couple weeks away, it's basically theathletic.com slash the, that name of the show will give you 40% off. So if you wanted four stack lines, I'm sure that'll help Eric and I out. Hey, some people care about hockey. <laughs> what is it again? Four four stacked lines. Four stacked lines. Yes. Who's good in hockey? Um, geez, I don't know. Lots of guys. No, I mean like teams. Like who are the teams? Oh, the teams? Who are like the, the four best teams this year? Vegas. Really? Vegas is good. They're my pick to win the cup. Vegas, Tampa Bay, Boston's good again. The West is kind of garbage. The Blues are good. They won the cup last year. That's probably the four that I would choose. I mean, the Leafs are right there. They're top five. Fuck them. I hope they come last. Well, I saw a Cust prediction. Yeah, Cust did pick them to they win. They did lose to Tampa Bay last night, 7-3. 
So they haven't beat anybody good yet. I, I don't know what I like more about the Leafs. Do, I don't want them to come like last so they get the first pick. Yeah, they won't come last. I would prefer they lose like heartbreakingly in the 82nd game of the season <laughs> so they don't make the playoffs. Although I am a huge fan of them going into these playoff series and just and like getting destroyed to the, the Bruins in the most heartbreaking way possible. So it's, it's I love it so much. It's set up like that again, just the way this the way that the divisions are. I mean, I'm sure they'll change the playoff format, but the number one team inside that division will will get a wild card team, and then the two and the three play. And Tampa Bay is the best team in the East. They're going to come first. Tampa Bay and then Toronto and Boston are going to play each other again. It's just, we said this last year, it was the easiest thing to predict. It was like the years with the, with Cleveland and Golden State. You just knew it was going to happen. You just knew that was going to happen, and that seems like it's going to be the case this year again. And it's been, I think, two straight years. I don't know Paul can speak up. In three of the last five or six, they've lost the Bruins in the first round. How are your Habs? Ah, they're just mediocre. Are they going to make playoffs? Nah, probably not. And last year, they had... Three fewer points in the Leafs and more points than two teams in the West that made the playoffs. Just the East is so stacked. So they're not there yet. They're on the rise. By the time they're good, price will be 100 and they'll be <laughs> shit probably. But uh, they got a couple nice young prospects. And they're okay. Average right. team. Follow Chris Meany on Twitter at Chris Meany. And again, four stacked lines is the hockey podcast. And you can check out all of his football work either with the fantasy footballers or up on theathletic.com. You can follow me, the PME, at the PME or the PME if you don't know what that means not two E's just the one just how I say it figure that shit out Twitter Instagram and Facebook you can do that up there I told you about the giveaways and join the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League on DraftKings the link is in the description of this video and podcast recommend you go do that right now all rankings updated in the same spot in the description in the comment section and up on dkplaybook.com my DraftKings cheat sheet is up there as are my ownership projections of the top owned players at each position for the Sunday Week 6 Main Slate. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. You have experience. Experience.